All I guess right. I'm the only one watching shit. It's not that you're the only one watching shit. I have this giant list to pick from. Oh, Christ. <laughs> My God, that looks like the list that Captain America has to catch up on the last 70 years of his life. Yep. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you catch all of your back episodes on thewatchlistpod.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And pretty please with uh, sugar on top. Oh, my God, I can't even speak. Um, <laughs> contact us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod. The reason I can't speak today is because I finally got my second shot. And I'm, and I'm so ecstatic about that. I got my second one last weekend, and I was very excited about it as well. And I just had a sore arm. Like, the first shot, my arm was fine. This one, like, it feels tender and bruised. Mm. So, but well, the, that's the, it. That's all I got. The first shot I got, my my wing hurt for probably the better part of a day or two. This time, the shot wasn't so bad until the middle of the night... And then my arm really started to hurt and my my joints ached a little bit and I just feel kind of bleh today. Mm. But other than that, I feel fine. It proves it's working. I, yeah, my, you know. my arm felt sore and bruised for the better part of the week, actually. Mm. I mean, well, at least by Thursday, it was still a little tender to the touch. Like I could tell, like, like you know, touching a bruise feels. Yeah. yeah. That's how it felt. I mean, but now, I just, now I'm okay. And when I went for my second shot, I, I ran into the family that was there for my first shot because obviously we're all on the same schedule. Uh huh. And like, I, it's amazing. I see you. What's it been? Twenty eight <laughs> days exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm hoping that all of our cool cool listeners mm-hmm. get the vaccine asap. Yeah. So, but. While I was waiting from shot one to shot two, I saw a couple of things. Oh, did you know? And today, I finally get to talk about that mystery thing that I saw close to three or four weeks ago. But we will get to that later. Uh, Why don't you start us off today? All right. I will start us off with a documentary that Dwight really wanted to watch. It's on mm-hmm. HBO Max. It is called The Last Cruise. This is, documentary is about the Diamond Princess cruise ship that had set sail from Yokohama, Japan on January 20th of 2020. And by February 26th became the place that accounted for more than half of all documented COVID cases outside of China. Oh, yeah. Over oh, 700 God. infected people were on board. And they wouldn't yeah. let them dock anywhere. Was they that couldn't the thing? get off the boat anywhere? They finally oh found God. somewhere to dock, and then they weren't allowed off the boat once they were docked. They had to. They were all like everybody on the ship except for the workers were confined to their cabins. Which I've never been on a cruise ship, but I've seen plenty of pictures. And then this documentary shows you how big some of these rooms are. They're not very big and you're trapped in there. Time just kept going by. I mean, it was shit. That's like almost a month from January 20th to February 26th. Yeah. I mean, you're basically in a single 
in a single yeah. barracks room in yeah. a little tiny room you may or may not have a window if you're rich you might have a a little patio to sit outside yeah that's about yeah that's about it wow and the documentary shows the different workers and the footage they filmed while on the cruise ship before the covid started and then after and different uh travelers uh, vacationers, th- their footage of stuff they've filmed and shared. It's all hooked together, kind of documenting the days of what, what was going on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So where is that documentary again? That's on HBO Max, and it okay. is called The Last Cruise. Wow. All right. I, I should check that out. Wow. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> keeping with the last theme... Mm. I actually, Laura was so kind to me She, because I said, oh, I really want to see this. She's like, okay. Uh, it's called The Last Blockbuster. Oh, Sam watched this. It's on Netflix. It's an hour and 26 minutes long, and it came out uh, in 2020. Uh, actually, July of 2020. And it actually follows the manager of The Last Blockbuster video store. And, you know, the story of how Blockbuster rose and how Blockbuster fell and that whole thing that um, was it John Oliver who. Oh, yeah. Who gave Russell Crowe's like like um, memorabilia to the Blockbusters in Alaska. Yes. Yes. Well, when those closed, all that memorabilia minus the the pair of shorts or that jockstrappy (laughs) thing went to this last Blockbuster. So, okay. Have you ever, uh, obviously, being the age that we are, you've rented an actual videotape. Oh, yeah. 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 We even rented a VCR. Did you? In the early days, my parents could not afford a VCR. So, but we could rent one from Dominic's. Dominic's had a video store in it, and you could rent the actual VCR. I remember that. Yeah. Oh my God. You just brought, okay. So, and and (laughs) that's how old I am. I worked at two blockbusters in my life. Actually, you're right. We rented VCRs also. And watching this documentary, there, there are some good things about it and some bad things about it. Okay. Which do you want to start with? You pick. I don't care either way. So it is, it's extremely nostalgic. And actually, some friends of ours, shout out to April and Dante, shout out. Um, they actually bought a game for game night, and it's a Blockbuster video uh, board game, which is really cool. Oh, and in the, I've seen that. Okay. And in the center of the and in the center of the game is the pole where the Blockbuster video logo sits. It's really cool. <laughs> um, nice. But at one point in the documentary, they say that there is a smell to blockbuster videos. And that's absolutely true. And it's not a bad smell. It's just that certain places have that kind of sensory trigger for you. And I remember having such a great work experience for blockbuster. I love that job. I got to work sort of in the movie business I got to help people find good movies to watch or stay away from what I thought were shitty movies. 
And it was just a fun job. It was it was just a really, really, really fun job. And I enjoyed it. And I sold a hundred dollar copy of Dances with Wolves back in the day, too. Damn. Woman came in, said, I would like to buy a copy of Dances with Wolves, please. Well, you realize it's a hundred dollars, ma'am. Yep, I sure do. You know, in about six months, that'll be twenty-five dollars, right? Yep, nope, want it today. Okay. You betcha. Hey. Sold sold the cop and and did Blockbuster Blanker say thank you, Mr. Larson, for selling a hundred dollar video. No, but, you know. <laughs> nice. Um, take that. But this this movie follows the fact that this person uh is running the last blockbuster, and people come from all over the world to go to this blockbuster video. And it's it's in Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And on film, you get the likes of Ioni Sky for some reason, Kevin Smith, uh, and a few other people talking about what it's like to have been involved or rent movies from Blockbuster. The bad part about this documentary is that it's at least half an hour too long. Uh, I feel like Sam mentioned that too. Um when she told me that she watched it, she said there was this whole bit towards the end uh, with some comedian that who the hell is this? Just why is he there even kind of a thing? Right. And that's kind of why I thought about Ioni Sky, because you, you look at these couple of people and go, why the fuck are you there? Now, one of these comedians, and I can't remember his <laughs> name, <laughs> actually. Does anyone even know who Ioni Sky is? I do because she's in one of my most favorite movies ever. Right. But how she many was people actually fe- know who the fuck she is? And true that, especially in 2020. She's the female yeah. lead in Say Anything. Yes, exactly. Um, but one of the uh, so Jamie Kennedy is also in this movie. And but Jamie Kennedy actually was hired by Blockbuster Video back in the day. His one of his first first things on camera. He was part of what was called like a Blockbuster crew that w- would do fun things and do promotions to promote Blockbuster Video. So he actually had a tie to Blockbuster Video. Whereas you know this other comedian and Ioni Sky, like okay, you're just there to because you're a name. So this documentary should have been about 50 minutes long, Max. And, you know, and some of it is the drama surrounding them being able to stay open as Blockbuster. Because Dish Network actually owns the name Blockbuster. Oh, does it now? I didn't realize that. Okay. So every single year they license the name Blockbuster to this video store. Oh, and the sad part is about this, the, 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 the manager of this store no longer gets her movies from Blockbuster. She goes to the local Target and she buys several <laughs> copies. Oh, it's fucked up. She it's goes awesome. to the, she goes to the local Target and buys several copies of new releases every Tuesday so that she can have new releases in her Blockbuster. That's wonderful. So the only reason this woman is staying open and surviving is because she literally owns or is allowed to license the name Blockbuster Video. So people think it's really nostalgic. Yeah. Didn't they also like kind of Airbnb that one or is it a different one? No, that's that's the only one. So, yes. Okay. They Airbnb I was just wondering if like somebody built a 
building and oh well, yeah if it's airbnb no. they'd have to okay so she airbnb it and everything yeah she's doing what she can to stay open okay yeah cool. hey and you know what if you have ever worked in a video store or even rented a videotape yes it's cool to watch mm-hmm. once yeah nostalgic for one Nost- time for one time and i you know, the only difference between this documentary and my experience is that it was videotapes instead of Blu-rays and DVDs. But a- after you watch it, you're like, okay, well, that's nice. I'm going to go back to streaming now. And therein lies the problem. Although the guy, they had one of the former CEOs of Blockbuster saying, no, Netflix didn't kill us. It was actually this. So there is some there is some truth to that, but there's actually a fuller story of why Blockbuster failed and Netflix rose. Mm-hmm. So if you care, uh, it, it is on Netflix. It's called The Last Blockbuster. All right. What else you got? My next one is a Korean drama on Netflix. What? <laughs> they are still slowly... Uh, releasing episodes every Saturday and Sunday, you get a new episode of this one. And I had seen it like on the new for you listing repeatedly going, I don't know if I want to watch that. It's called Vincenzo, a Korean drama called Vincenzo. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm getting That's, that. Okay. So, you know, when you, when you pass over a, a, thing on netflix a show and it starts to show the video of it's maybe a trailer or maybe it's the whole beginning of the damned episode Mm -hmm. i would see people getting shot and and stuff and i thought oh it's some kind of action show i don't know if i want to watch it well a friend of mine who also has gotten into korean dramas told me no this is amazing watch it so i started up and i'm thinking it's going to be some kind of mob yakuza i don't know type of thing and it's a little bit of that in the very beginning. It's about a young man named Vincenzo Cassano. And he is in Italy. And he is the lawyer consigliere for one of the big mafia families. Okay. Well, the dad has died. And he has, he and his brother, in air quotes, are... Uh, the brother is the new he's the biological son of that mob boss and he's the new leader and apparently these two don't get along and he tries to kill our vincenzo so vincenzo's like all right fuck you i'm out he goes to seoul korea to get some money that's hidden there and then he's just gonna go hide somewhere forever and just live his life well this is when it all gets to be kind of funny and silly and a little goofy it's not a serious mob show at all and that's what's made it more endearing and more fun to watch for me actually is all these people no one who can no one can pronounce his name correctly they're like vincendo casanova what kind of name is that because they're used to korean names where the last name comes first the first name comes later and it's not at all vincenzo casano you know It's just goofy, and there's a little bit of seriousness in it, and it's every show I seem to watch has some kind of corrupt company that's corrupt in the government as well. 
so that's going on in it as too. And he's this mob guy trying to not be totally mob, but totally be in mob in Korea, trying to teach these bad corrupt people a lesson. Okay. It's totally fun. Uh, you should watch it. You really, you need to watch one of these shows I tell you to watch at some point because you'll love it. You'll find out why I'm in love with Korean dramas. I I don't need convincing. Oh, okay. I swear because I, <laughs> I, I don't. I just, I, I, I fully admit that I am a lazy American viewer. <laughs> I, I fully admit that and I cop to that wholeheartedly. Okay. And but but honestly, I, 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 I come by it, honestly, because and and there are a few of us discussing this. There is so much shit to watch. Oh, I know. I know. I, I mean, granted, coming from an age where there were three main channels and a UHF channel. Yes, that that younger me was wishing the day that we have what we have now. So yeah. I'm not spitting in its eye. And you were lucky but, if maybe one of the other UHF channels would come in clearly. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, channel 32, if I could two. Yeah. turn that knob yeah. just right. Like Channel 32 came in right. Channel 44, eh, Channel eh. 66, bleh. Oh, oh man. Uh, oh, man. Six, and that, oh, anyway. Nobody cares. Yes, channel sixty six. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Any, anyway. So I get it, but but now that we're in it, and I have fully embraced it. I have fully embraced streaming. I have fully embraced, you know, the HBO maxing of everything, the Disney plusing of everything. I I am on board. Mm-hmm. But damn it, that means that there is just so much crap oh to try God. to digest. So, I, yes, I am lazy, but in that I'm still stuck on this this part of the planet. <laughs> and, and so one day I should just say, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to bounce and, and do this. But there's also a fear of missing out and, and all this other sort of stuff. But anyhow, you need the so FOMO that, on the Korean drama, though. That's genius. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. <laughs> All right. So the next thing that I have, I have been teasing for the past like three shows mm -hmm. and I signed a non-disclosure agreement to not talk about it. Oh, fancy pants, man. I can finally now say that I saw about three and a half, four weeks ago, Godzilla versus Kong. Ooh. So I've been sitting on this and and my thoughts on Godzilla versus Kong now for the better part of a month. I <laughs> <laughs> See, I noticed that it was ready to watch and I yep. sat down to watch it and Dwight's all like, I'm going to go to the movies with my brother and see this. I'm like, well, what about me? I want to see this and right now I'm going to watch it. And he's like, oh, but there's something I want to watch. And I'm like, no. We're not going to watch what you want to watch. Oh, my God. We started up, and it's loud, and you got the rawr noises and the music, and then people talk, and I can't hear a fucking thing. Mm. So I turn mm. it up, and they are still kind of whispering, even though clearly they are not whispering. Yeah. And then it gets really loud because music and Kong and ah! And then I turn it way down because now it's way too loud. And then they talk again. 
And that pissed me off enough that I'm like, all right, well, watch your friggin' cruise ship documentary, whatever. I do have to say that when I saw it in the theater, and there's no slight to the theater experience, yes, it actually, uh, seeing Godzilla versus Kong was the first time I had set foot in a movie theater in well over a year. I was asked to go cover that screening, so I did. Because there were only going to be three other people in the entire theater. Mm, okay. So I was I was comfortable with that. And I sat nowhere near them. And I kept my mask on the entire time. Um, but I am so used to my picture quality oh. that the actual screen was a little washed out to me. Mm. The sound was okay. And I agree with you. I think that if you stream Godzilla versus Kong on HBO Max, you're going to be base heavy. You're going to be kind of special effects heavy. So you might want to fiddle with your system a little bit just to kind of beef up the the center channel for the dialogue or whatever, or turn okay. it on all channel stereo, whatever you want to do. But the I am a sucker for an action movie where you destroy the planet. I you know, like the that. Godzilla, yeah. like the Godzilla movies. Um, even going back to the original ones that we used to watch on said channel 32 and all that mm -hmm. other sort of ch channel 44 and all that. Um, but movies like 2012, the day after tomorrow, anything that destroys the planet, the movie knowing it's awesome. I love a good disaster movie. And actually yeah. San Andreas is another one of them. So when Godzilla and Kong actually fight on the screen, yeah, it's pretty badass. And the special effects are on point. Cool. The plot is so stupid. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's stupid. Because I mean, it's that, monsters. Well, <laughs> Giant monsters. But even in a monster movie, I, I try to suspend my disbelief and say, okay, this is the world I'm living in for two hours. Yeah. So I so I have to believe. Okay, in one movie there's a Shire. In this movie there's a planet called Hoth with a giant ice monster thingy. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have to believe that reality. But the story just works to bring those two characters together, because the whole story is the the Titans, which is what they call them. Like there's Titanus Kong and then there's Titanus Godzilla, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Well, Godzilla and, and Kong are two alpha titans. Okay. And you can't have two alpha titans anywhere. No, and there's, no. <laughs> and there's this whole subplot about why Godzilla all of a sudden is on a destructive rampage. Hmm. Because by the end of, you know, in these Godzilla movies, he's the hero. So why are you going to have two heroes fight it out? Well, they sort of explain that and there's this alternate sort of under earth atmosphere thing mm. that truly you will forget about. <laughs> okay. It is. It's okay. And Millie Bobby Brown is making a career of sort of that strong yet shrinking violet cryy character that she mastered on Stranger Things. Oh, but she's the she is the lead human protagonist in this movie. Okay. And and they're trying to find out why the government is all being secretive about this one base and how that base might be making Godzilla antagonistic. Ooh, okay. Right. So uh, I do have a friend when I mentioned 
the one thing about Godzilla versus Kong is that you can't hear anybody talking. He said, yes, that's ex I had the same exact experience. Yeah, it's so. it's and that sucks. That totally because sucks. because I had it on my normal volume on the home theater system and mm -hmm. I was I was struggling to hear the dialogue. But damn, when, you know, they're stomping. Yeah, when there's on fights, something. it sounds great, but. It's it's loud as fuck. You don't so, get the story when you can't hear them talking. And the sad part is you 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 kind of just don't need the story. <laughs> and I, and there's I, I oh, would, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I would compare this sound issue to the same issue Game of Thrones had in that one episode where everything's just black. Yes, exactly. Yes, that was the visual equivalent of that. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go see Godzilla versus Kong, I highly recommend sticking with HBO Plus and seeing it there. Max. HBO. Oh, I said HBO Plus, didn't I? Yeah, HBO Max. See it there. Okay. I I but they're saying that this is probably going to be the biggest release so far on HBO Max. Okay. Just given its profile and all that. And the only reason I say that is because you know this owning the TV that you do, and I'm going to talk geek for a second. Ooh. The better TV you have, whenever you see black or space or, you know, something that's supposed to be black on your screen, the blacker it looks. The blacker something looks, the better your contrast will be. It will give you a better picture experience. Okay, geek out. Now, the screen that I was watching it on didn't have good black level. So it just kind of looked washed out. So it looked mm. better on my TV and okay. it's going to look better on your TV because you have a QLED. Mm -hmm. But anyhow. Uh... So the sound issue for people who don't have the fancy ass surround sound sound bar shit, are yeah. they going to have that same issue where they just can't hear people talking? Truthfully, I don't know, but I'm going to assume yes. Okay. Because TV speakers, if you listen to your TV through the actual TV speakers, those TV speakers, each one is no more than like 10 watts of sound. So you're only getting like 20 watts of sound through your TV. So when you turn up a, conco a cacophony of noise, it's just going to be a slightly louder, more distorted cacophony of noise. Okay. I just figured um, we should let people who aren't yeah. weirdos like us getting fancy ass shit well, know what they're what to expect. And I do know that HBO Max has closed captioning. There goes the dog getting angry. They have closed captioning that you could turn on so you could at ooh. least read. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Turn on the closed captioning for for Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Now, one other thing that was annoying, uh -huh. and I see this as a trend in movies and in TV shows where while they're doing the opening titles or the closing credits, they give you bits and pieces of information and then redact them. So if you're watching the opening, like the opening credits of, of Godzilla versus Kong, when it says, you know, starring Millie Bobby Brown and all this sort of sort of like Kyle Chandler and all that other sort of stuff surrounding their names are going to be these words. And then they're instantly going to draw a line through them. Oh, what annoys me is that I actually because I had seen it already, I tried to pause so that I could read some of that because those things give clues. Oh, 
and it goes so fucking fast. I was just like, fuck it. You want me to go and do this because mm-hmm. that completely panders to the to the person, to the girl or the guy who stays up at midnight, watches the movie right as it opens and then pauses it for the next four hours. And then they make a YouTube video. A YouTube of it video. All. <laughs> right. But on my standard ass TV, I was like, fuck this noise. I'm out. Mm. So Godzilla versus Kong. Great when they're destroying shit. Fun. And and there is a secret character in that movie that I will not give away, oh. at least for, that is really nostalgic. Mm. And it actually brings Godzilla and Kong together. Oh. So okay. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give that away because that's actually kind of fun and badass. Okay. All right. And my last thing for this episode is I saw an Oscar nominated animated feature. It is Hmm. called Wolf Walkers. And it, this one is on Apple TV plus, unfortunately, but it is it's really, really good. I really liked it. It's by the same producer, director, writer of Song of the Sea and The Secret of Kells, if anybody remembers those. And it has that same animation style as well. And what this is about, it's it, it takes place in Ireland in 1650, where the residents of the town of Kilkenny, they're working to clear the nearby woods under the orders of the Lord Protector, Oliver Cromwell. This is partly, you know, the Irish uh, England history where England's ruling over Ireland kind of a thing. And the there are wolves living in the, the forest and they don't want their forest to be mowed down because this is their forest. And that's when uh, there's uh, one of the, the workers clearing the forest. He gets attacked by these wolves and then this glowing light comes towards him and it's a woman holding a young baby and she puts her hand on the guy and heals his cuts from the wolves. And then the story moves on where there's a a British man and his daughter come to town. He has been hired by the Lord protector to clear the the forest of all the wolves to kill off all the wolves. And that's when the daughter She's trying to follow dad because she wants to be a hunter too. And she meets up with one of these wolf walkers. And then the story goes from there. And the wolf walkers and everybody in Kilkenny, they all think it's some kind of, kind of a myth that they aren't really real, that it's just a story, except the one guy who was healed by them. He's like, no, they're really real. It's really a f- cute little story. And it's got that moral of, you know, don't destroy nature. Yeah. Of course. As you do. As yeah. as most of these kind of things do. But it's really, I really liked it. I thought it was really cute. But I also liked the past films of Song of the Sea and Secret of Kells. Oh. So well, I might right. be a little biased there, but it's such a good story. We really need to start watching Oscar shit. Yeah. And, and Sean Bean does the voice of the dad. Oh, Sean Bean. I like Sean Bean. And for once, he doesn't die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Spoiler alert. Sean Bean does not die. Wow. (laughs) In this movie. (laughs) Fun. All right. So, I've got news. News? Oh, I have some news, too. (laughs) 
So thanks, as always, to David. What's up, David? Hey, David. All right. So he got me hip to a couple of things. Number one, I know I've been on this Justice League kick, but there's an extended scene at the end of the movie that's available now on YouTube and on Twitter. And it's the confrontation scene between Ben Affleck's Batman and Jared Leto's Joker. And they're in that post-apocalyptic world. And I'm telling you, if there was any way for Zack Snyder's Justice League to get a little bit better, that scene was it. Mm -hmm. But anyhow... So that's minor news. The bigger news is The Batman, the one starring Robert Pattinson, is actually taking place on Earth 2. So there is a primary setting in the DCEU, which is Earth 1, which is us. But then there are these alternate Earths. And The Batman will take place on Earth 2. Now, who the hell knows how that's going to tie into future stories? David and I were going back and forth about all of this, but it proves now that at least somebody over at DC headquarters says, well, fuck, we got to start, we got to stop making movies that don't have anything to do with one another and start bringing this in into a shared universe. But DC has always had the the concept of a multiverse. Mm-hmm. They did it on their TV shows with Arrow and Supergirl and all that other sort of shit. So now it looks like they're kind of wrapping that into their movies. Mm-hmm. Now, the last big news is, were you a fan of Knives Out? I was. I really liked that one. That was I, yeah, we did too. Laura and I both love that movie. Well, Netflix has paid $400 million. Damn. And Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson have signed on to do Knives Out 2 and 3 for Netflix. Hmm. Nice. Yes. So if you really like Knives Out, that more Knives Out <laughs> are coming. Knives Out again. All the, no- all the, knives, the knives are coming out. <laughs> That's not a knife. This is a knife. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So what's your news? So I have two pieces of news. First of all, uh, Lady Whistledown from Bridgerton fame. She has announced on Twitter. She put out a missive where it says, dearest readers, while all eyes turn to Lord Anthony Bridgerton's quest to find a Viscountess. We bid adieu to Reggie Jean Page, who so triumphantly played the Duke of Hastings. We'll miss Simon's presence on screen, but he will always be a part of the Bridgerton family. Daphne will remain a devoted wife and sister, helping her brother navigate the upcoming social season and what it has to offer. More intrigue and romance than my readers may be able to bear. What? Yours truly, Lady Whistledown. What? She just broke the news that dude is not going to be back? That is correct. The Duke of Hastings will not return for season two of Bridgerton. Readers of the books would know this because he only appears in the first book. Oh, okay. Yes. But those of us who've only seen the show were like, what? I mean, even I looked at that man and said, damn, that's a good looking man. Mm-hmm. 
He's a snack. Yeah, we will see more of Reggie Jean Page and other things, like a Netflix spy thriller called The Gray Man, also coming up, which I think is fucking hysterical. He will be in a role in the film adaptation of Dungeons and Dragons for Hasbro and Paramount. (laughs) There's going to be yet another Dungeons and Dragons Uh... movie. And this one will start, we'll have Reggie Jean Page in it where I'm like, I might watch it just for him. But Jesus, so many of these Dungeons and Dragons movies are crap. So when we... When we started watching Bridgerton, we had no idea who Reggie Jean. Page I had no was. idea who he was at all. Yeah, but but then when you like all of us swooned over that, I burn for you. Mm-hmm. You know when he when he's when he's doing all that and he's smoldering, he's like, oh my god. Like you said, if you read the books, then you know this. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how many people are not going to watch Bridgerton season two. They better bring on somebody friggin' hot. <laughs> That's true. Yes, they better. I they have one better. other piece of news. For those who are in, still into CSI, uh, CSI Vegas will premiere in fall of 2021, and it will have original CSI stars William Peterson and George Fox. Where did that show go? It I, was canceled. Uh, well, the first, the regular CSI that was in Vegas with these two was canceled. And then they came out with CSI Miami and CSI Cyber, which sucked and just was canceled. And then CSI New York. And there are just so many fucking CSIs. I can't anymore. I just can't. I mean, I love so George Fox. I love uh, the other guy, William Peterson. William Peterson. But fuck. No, CSI is over and done, and we've moved on to other things. But apparently those on, what, CBS, the old folks like us, want that back? I think people like what they like. They like familiar, and, and yeah, I get that. And, you know, they not only do they want familiar, but they want something that they can they they know is just formula. They know the formula. Mm-hmm. Now, the formula can be. And, and that's why I tuned out of NCIS. Oh, all my yeah. all my favorite characters left. Yeah. Yeah. But the formula stayed the same. So it just doesn't feel right to me. But the formula is still there. And it's not like they haven't had good episodes. I watched a recent episode like a when I say recent episode, I mean, within the last two years, kind of couple of episodes. And they were fine. They were serviceable as they're NCIS. Okay. Yeah. But there comes a time when you, you, I get it. They're throwing bags of money at a show because people will tune in to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So because that's my news. It just is. Oh, that's huge news. Reggie. Yeah. Oh, um, Mrs. Flufferton. What the hell's her name? Mrs. <laughs> Whistledown. L- Lady, Lady Whistledown. Whistledown. Lady Whistledown. Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn, that's that's huge news. Mm-hmm. All that's right. All well, 
So log on to thewatchlistpod.com, click on that contact us button. Let us know how you feel about Lady Whistledown's news about the season two of the Bridgertons. I don't know where the <laughs> fuck that accent came from. <laughs> or yeah. contact us on your social media. I know, right? It's so stupid. <laughs> or contact us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod. And next time that we record, I will give you a review of another movie that I've seen early. I saw mm. another movie early. Mm. And I did not sign a non-disclosure agreement for that. <gasps> All right. So would you like the title of said movie? Why not? Let's tease that. Next show, you are going to get a full review of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> when is that officially available for everyone to see? Oh fuck if I know. Oh, okay, uh, moving on. Let's see. No, <laughs> hang on. Let's let's try this. Okay. Mortal Kombat 2021 film April 16th. Okay. So like 2 weeks. All right. So, yeah. You're giving us but a preview show... idea of should we bother or not. Yes. Ooh. Although, why does it say it gives showtimes for Mortal Kombat at the Cinemark near me? Because isn't it, it doing day and date? Friday, April the 23rd. Yes, it is day and date with uh, HBO Max. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep, yep, yep. So I will give you a full review of Mortal Kombat, the All new right. one, next time. Fantastic. And I will try so, and find some more Oscar movies, maybe. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. And I will just try to watch stuff. <laughs> yeah. Watch some stuff. Get a list like what I got, dude. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say this, though, and I will say this before we go. <laughs> have you? Oh, God. I can't even believe I'm saying this. It's like my my fucking PTSD for this show is coming out. <laughs> Have you been keeping up with the mass singer? I have. You just don't seem as excited about it as I you kinda, usually I kind of I kind of am not as excited as usual. It's the last person unmasked was like who the fuck is that? And I'm kind of tired it? of these who the, I don't uh, Luke something. I don't even know who he is. I don't know where he's from. He I think he might be a YouTuber, but big fucking deal. I don't give a shit. Ah, okay. And again, it's not like I'm looking to to do that, and I'm not trolling you by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just wondering, because we haven't talked about it in a while, but I know the show has been going on. Yeah, because it's just been bleh. I mean, bleh. Is it the same without Nick Cannon? No, it's that Nick Cannon or Niecy Nash, that's all fine and well. Um, It's just the performances aren't that great. The clues are what it I means. It's the same thing all over again. It's, it's not new and fun. If you get what I mean. I wonder if that's the kind of show that's going to go away when COVID is over. It's entirely possible or not. You know, sometimes people not, like right. that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, when Kermit the Frog was unmasked, big friggin' deal. And then the Phoenix was Caitlyn Jenner. And the oh, one that really? I thought was kind of fun was the raccoon. It's Danny was Danny Trejo, and that was kind of cool. No. 
when they unmasked Danny <laughs> Trejo, that I was like, dude, that's amazing. That's cool. <laughs> uh, the last one, Logan Paul. Who the fuck is that? Oh my god! I don't even know who that is. He's a f- oh, he's a fucking YouTuber. Yeah, that's what I thought. He was some kind of YouTuber, but I'm just like. Who the fuck is this? I don't know who that guy oh. is. Why do I care who that guy is? Why is this even a thing? I don't give a fuck. And and Logan Paul is a piece of shit. Oh, great. He he is the dude who went to um that uh, he he went to some place called the Suicide Forest in okay. in 2017. Okay. And and he was he was in Japan mm-hmm. and he actually filmed and showed on his on his YouTube channel somebody who had committed suicide. Oh Jesus. And and he's the dickwad that keeps just popping up because the youth culture love him for some stupid reason. Mm. Like, why do they give all of this power to fucking young YouTubers anyway? Right. And they all make gajillions of dollars for capitalizing off some poor man's death. Right. So Logan yeah. Paul is officially a piece of shit. Okay. Good to know. So uh, it might be part of his comeback tour to be on season five of the mass singer. Maybe. Whatever. I don't know. But, or maybe he just wanted some money because I'm sure these people get paid in some way and they sign some contract to be in X number of episodes. Uh, well, anyhow. Yeah. So that's who Logan Paul is. Okay. Well, and that's where I'm at with The Masked Singer. Those are all the people who've been unmasked so far. It's that many episodes in. But it's just, I don't know. This season isn't as interesting or it's just not as interesting as earlier seasons were for me. Okay. Well, all right. Thanks for clearing that up. Sure. All right, everybody be safe mask up. Um, hopefully you guys are all getting the shot and a shout out to my friend, Jim, who I also just kind of found out has COVID now. Oh so. no. Oh, he, he seems to have turned that corner though okay. of like the really bad night or two. So I'm keeping my fingers in prayers for him too. He's a good guy, but it proves it absolutely proves COVID is still out there. Oh yeah. yeah. The shot is the light at the end of the tunnel, but we are still in, in the, the tunnel. tunnel. Yeah. So Be safe, everybody, and we will chat with you soon. All right. Okay, bye. Bye.